0: From the Chronicle Podcast Network, this is the July 12th episode of SLP. SLP stands for Sheer Listening Pleasure, featuring your host, Neil Shear. Each week, Neil offers his opinions and comments, and speaks with his guests about dermatology, and sometimes one or two other passions. Neil's guest this week is Sonia white Croisdale. Sonia is the founder of the patient group SJS Canada, a resource for people with Stevens-Johnson syndrome. If you have a question for Neil or his guests, or want to be in touch at any time, just send an email to slp at chronicle.org. Send along a voice clip, and we might use your question on an upcoming episode. And now, here's your host, the Derm Boss himself, Neil Shear.
1: Well, hello, this is Neil Shear, a now-retired dermatologist at the University of Toronto and a professor emeritus there. We're starting a podcast and it's a podcast about dermatology. I really have been amazed over the years, the stories of how people have become really in love with what dermatology can do for their fellow human beings. And it's almost unique among dermatology, that sort of cohesiveness that we have. Today, we have a very special guest, and it's for our first podcast, and it's Sonia White-Crosdale. Sonia became known to me as the president and founder of SJS Canada, and I'll let her explain what that is about, so I'm very happy, Sonia, thank you for being here. I also would like to just say from a clinician's point of view who has treated SJS, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, and other forms of that disease over the years, it is probably not only the worst skin disease, and there's a lot of bad skin diseases, but it's probably one of the most horrible diseases anybody could have and to get people aware and to improve treatments is absolutely a remarkable thing. Sonia, you've done such an amazing job. I'll mention that I am a volunteer on the board of SJS Canada, but yeah, there's a conflict there because I care a lot about this. And I really think that we're gonna hear from somebody who does too. So I'll leave it to you, Sonia. Tell us, how did you, you know, get into SJS Canada and what led to that?
2: Wow, thank you so much for having me, um, Dr. share. I am really glad to be here. And to answer your question about SJS Canada, which is Stevens-Johnson Syndrome Canada, this organization came out of need. Need for myself and need for a population that exists so widely, but there was no support for individuals like myself. So in 2011, I was diagnosed with Stevens-Johnson syndrome and battle for my life, near-death experience. I spent approximately six weeks in hospital, charred beyond recognition. And after my hospital discharge, I was sent home. When I got home, my body started to fall apart. My nails started coming out. The hair on my head just came out in my hand and fingered palms and sole of my feet were peeling off like sheets of paper. And I tried to get some help in the community, just somebody to tell me what is going on. There was no resources. Everybody I went to basically said to me, you are lucky to be alive. You are lucky to be alive. I said, but what about support for people with this illness? I'm sorry, there is none. And so my family and I started on a journey to search for support. And luckily enough, we found you, Dr. Sheer, at Sunnybrook. <laughs> you were listed as this SJS expert in Canada. And I remember when I came and I saw you, when I asked you about support group. And you said there was none. And I said to you, I am going to start a support group. And I think you kind of looked at me like I am from a different planet, right? I'm like, no, I need to start a support group because people like myself need to learn about this illness and know what to expect. And I said, will you support me? You kind of said yes. And now you sit on the board. So that's really kind of where SGS Canada came from.
1: So from when you started and tried to build a team of an accountant and a lawyer and a whole group to become a real foundation and your vision must have changed a bit over time with the reality of it but you know things that come to mind are reaching out to people who are outside of Canada reaching out to people across Canada it is a if you will a quote mom and pop sort of small team but a dedicated team And then you've been doing all of these community visits, if you will, taking advantage of the virtual environment. Tell us where that's going.
2: You see, my quest is for Stevens Johnson syndrome, or even SJS for short, or TEN for toxic epidermal necrolysis. I want that to be in the forefront of every doctor in Canada, all over the world, when someone walks into their office that should be, in my opinion, with the flu-like symptoms and what me or a lot of other victims go through or presents with. One of the first instinct is to think, could it be? Could it be? And for them just to have that thought gives me a peace of mind among the SJS community, because then I know that there will be something done to explore it because as we know, once the burn starts, it rapidly burns the body. So the sooner a diagnosis is made and treatments start, then, you know, that's better well-being for the patient. And so that's to get the medical community to think that. And also for the community, doing this community awareness, we're starting with a lot of the local churches. And then we just present on the illness for them to be aware of what it is, what it can do to the body. And if they go to the doctor and they think their symptoms may be similar to what we are talking about, if the doctors aren't aware, then say to them, could it be, you know, so it's just that thought of everybody being aware of it. And I think that will be one step closer, along with the research, to get the message out there and to get people help.
1: It's an important message, and you're actually making real headway in a very difficult and busy area. I'd also like to pick up on what you said about, you know, with the severity that you had, according to most scoring system, 80% of people will suffer horribly and then die. And fortunately, you did not but the suffering doesn't necessarily go away both for you and the adaptation that your family and friends children have to deal with how do you deal with that next stage i know and you know that those stages are very important to me to make sure we get people continuing care which does not happen very widely what happened to you
2: so much has happened personally since 2011 i have not been able to work and Someone may look at me and say, oh, you look so good. You look so healthy. And then I kind of have to say to them, looks are deceiving. Because sometimes even to stand at my sink and to wash the glass that I drink from, I have to sit down or grab onto something. So it has left a long-term effect. I develop photophobia I have to wear specialized glasses. I develop Sjogren's and multiple other illnesses, things that one wouldn't even think that could be associated with. But this illness has changed my life so much. And literally the diet that I had prior to being sick I can't even eat a lot of things and it's not because I don't want to, it's because my body pretty much rejects it. I put it in my mouth and in seconds, I started breaking out in sores in my mouth and not to mention the um, gum line cavities. Like sometimes I go to the dentist and literally I will get six to eight gum line filling because of what's going on with my teeth.
1: There's a lot going on there. Now, your husband's been a lot of, you've always made the point about the great support that he gave you. What kind of support is needed to get somebody through this?
2: Someone going through this need to have friend, relative, just someone to be there for them, someone who can validate what one is going through. Because hadn't it been for my husband, I don't think I would have been at the stage that I am today. He is so versed on what's happening with me that he picks up things even before I realize or it starts to happen, you know, and that's the kind of support that one needs. I hear a lot of survivors, even this week past, survivors were saying, You know, they are friends and relatives saying you are lazy. You just don't want to do this or you don't want to do that. How do you cope with that? You know, so having someone realize that it's not laziness, it's not that you don't want to do it. It's just the way your body reacts at certain times. So just someone to be there to just kind of pick it up with you when you're down.
1: And people do get, I think, some bad advice Early on, which ends up being part of uh, an environment that makes everything terrifying for them. We know from studies we've done and others that you know people have mental and physical problems basically forever, but there are different ways of dealing with that in terms of post-traumatic stress type of disorders, as well as ones specific to this. So getting good counseling obviously is very important. There's a lot of stuff that can be done and it's really great, but there's no doubt in my mind that without an organization like yours and your devotion to helping people with this. It's really going to have a big impact and I'm very, very excited about what might be coming in the near future with new therapies, targeted therapies Mm -hmm. and fewer people getting the disease and the ones who do get better. You're an inspiration for everybody. I have to say, and I really am so glad you agreed to come on to this podcast and it's just an incredible, incredible journey. If people want to learn more about SJS Canada, how can they do that?
2: So SJS Canada is a nonprofit organization, registered charity here in Canada, and we are constantly looking for volunteers to help us in this changing world, in this changing environment. So I want to reach out to anyone who would like to jump on board and just offer us some time, especially in the media support. We welcome all skills and we welcome you on board. Do connect with us, our website, sjscanada.org. You will find our email address. And we are on Facebook and we are on YouTube. On Facebook, we are sjstensca. And we are also on Instagram at sjs.canada. And also, I just want to add there to Dr. Shear that we do have monthly support groups that survivors from all over tap into every third Wednesday at 3.30. We just get together, we talk about our issues, what's going on, and we have special speakers coming on and give us support. So it is an amazing, amazing support group. We are all so much grateful for that support group, because what we go through on a daily basis, it's good to hear somebody else saying, oh, yeah, you know, that happened to me, too. So then, you know, you're not alone in this journey. And that's the motto for this organization. You do not have to travel this journey alone.
1: That's absolutely wonderful. You know, for severe rare diseases, people are always told it's one in a million, this kind of thing. To find out other people have had it, at first you get a little bit angry, but then you start to think, at least you've got a community that I can be part of. Sonia, thank you so much for coming on. And, and that is an absolutely wonderful program. It's a role model. And for you to stick with it through all this time should not be taken for granted. It's a real commitment. And I'm so glad you're doing it. Thank you so much again.
2: Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Sheer.
0: If you'd like to learn more about SJS, please visit sjscanada.org. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues. Next week, Neil will welcome another guest from the world of dermatology. To subscribe, go to www.derm.city or find the SLP podcast at Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Send your comments to slp at chronicle.org. Until next time. Be well.